We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Raylene Berryman and Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Can I just share a quick testimony before I start to... I mean, I, I really believe that it's important that we always have a testimony. And I think the way that we get a testimony is that we're leaning into God and trusting Him for things. So with the 75th celebrations that we've had just a couple of weeks ago, or a week or so ago, um, I was a wee bit concerned about how I was going to cope energy-wise um, because I've suffered for the last four and a half years from chronic fatigue. So I asked the ladies in our e-group to be praying for me, and I had supernatural energy all weekend. I was standing on my feet for a long time talking to people, and I just had the ability to keep going and keep going and keep going. So glory to God for that. Um, this morning, I, I entitled my message, Speak to the Mountain, um, but as I was sitting, reflecting on it this morning, I was thinking, well, maybe it's more about how to deal to the mountain. Speaking to the mountain is one of the ways that we can do that, but maybe the title should be Dealing to the Mountain. And I'm, I'm really only going to give you an overview because um, the time is limited. So I just want to give a bit of an introduction to it, a kind of an aerial view of the whole topic. Um, if you have your Bibles, please open to Mark chapter 11. It's going to come up on here. I'm reading from the NIV. And I'm just going to start picking up at verse 12. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in a distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Now you might wonder why the heck would Jesus curse a tree that was not bearing fruit when it wasn't the season for bearing fruit. Well, I think it's because he wanted to use this as an object lesson for the disciples. He was wanting to teach a principle. And so, um, so this is what happens. So in the meantime, the uh, disciples and Jesus head off to Jerusalem. Um, Jesus goes into the temple. He's really upset about what's been going on there. There's been some um, selling of merchandise and just some dodgy stuff going on. He gets angry, he turns over the tables and he says, my house is a house of prayer. So um, that's significant and it's good for us to remember that when we're going into a time of prayer and fasting. But then I want to pick up on verse 19, and it says, When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, he saw a fig tree. They saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed is withered. He was a bit surprised. <laughs> and sometimes we're like that. When God answers our prayers, we go, Oh. <laughs> And then he said, then are these, these two verses are the key verses, and there's three words out of these verses that I want to pick up on. So it, it, he says, have faith, so faith is a key word here, in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says, that's a key word, to the mountain, to this mountain, 
Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in, in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done to them. So speaking to the mountain or dealing to the mountain is a form of spiritual warfare. And for those of you who haven't been in uh, the church for very long, you might go, there is a warfare going on. Well, there is, obviously. We have an enemy, the devil, and on earth he has his demons wandering around doing their bit. And in the heavenly realms up above us, so, so there's the earth, there's the third heaven where God is, where Jesus is, where the Holy Spirit is ministering both there and here. And then there is another realm between us and there, and that's where principalities and powers are. So we have an enemy, and we need to know how to deal to him. There are many different forms of spiritual warfare, so speaking to the mountain is just one form. But but perhaps for the sake of those of you who haven't been in the kingdom for very long, I'll just give you a kind of a taste. So um, the Word of God is one of the weapons that God has given us, the Bible. And uh, I don't want to get into another sermon on this, but it's really, really important that we understand the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God. It's our weapon. In Ephesians 6, it says it's a sword. And it's not active if we don't know the Word and we don't know how to use it. So we don't want the Word to be passive in our life. It also says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes to us as we hear the Word. As we hear the Word, it gives us perspective. It gives us God's perspective. And it enables us to have authority when we're dealing with the enemy. Praise is another thing. Um, it says in, uh, in Psalm 22 that God inhabits the praises of his people. It also says that through the praises of his children and infants, he has ordained or established a stronghold against the enemy. So praise is a powerful weapon. So we've got the word and we've got praise. We've also got thanksgiving. Thanksgiving honours the Lord when we... When we're offering thanks, when we, we take our communion and we're giving thanks for that, we're, we're honouring the Lord. And that is powerful. The enemy does not like that. He will not sit down. He runs and squirms because we're giving honour to God. The name of Jesus is another. Salvation, healing, signs and wonders, all of these things. Demons must flee at the name of Jesus. It's a powerful weapon. The blood of Jesus. I just love it every time we have communion. And by the way, we don't have to wait till we have communion at church on a Sunday morning. Have ch- you can have communion every day if you want to at home. Then there's nothing in Scripture that says that we can't do that. It says when you do it, do it in remembrance of me. So... Make a habit of it, because again, the enemy doesn't like that. Um, Our words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of our words. So learning how to make declarations, how to prophesy, how to proclaim, how to exercise, uh, to to, um, speak decrees 
for example, by my stripes, by his stripes, I am healed. These are statements that come straight out of the scriptures and we need to be declaring them. We get to rebuke the enemy. We get to prophesy into situations and speak over people. And and all of these are weapons and obviously intercession is part of that. So now let's start to unpack a little bit about speaking to the mountain. So what is the mountain that Jesus was talking about? He doesn't actually explain it. But what it's speaking about is anything that is an obstacle in the way of the purposes of God being fulfilled. So that might be demonic, it might be sickness, it could be finances, it might be an atmosphere, it might be mindsets, it could be confusion, it might be the weather. I've got a few testimonies around the weather, so I'll I'll illustrate that in a minute. Um, It it could be adverse circumstances. It could be a number of things. Um, But whatever is standing in the way of the purposes of God, that is your mountain. That's the thing that we're dealing to. So uh, who or what are we speaking to? Well, um, in that particular passage that Jesus, um, that I just read from Mark, Um, Jesus says, say to the mountain, but sometimes we deal with the mountain indirectly. So there's a time to speak directly to the mountain and there's a time sometimes to speak indirectly and you'll get a feel for that as I unpack this. Jesus spoke directly to the enemy um, when he said, get behind me, Satan. Now, most times people say you're speaking to Peter. (laughs) But actually, he was speaking to the spirit behind what Peter said. Um, So he was rebuking the enemy. Uh, We get to speak to, we can speak to Satan directly. We we can say things like Jesus did, uh, speaking directly to Satan. We can speak directly to demons. But uh, I can't go into explaining this. Do not speak directly to principalities and powers. We don't have authority there. God, and in the way that he answers our prayers as we petition the Father, he releases his, uh, his angels and they do the battle in that realm. So I, I haven't got time to go into that, but I, just a warning, don't go speaking to principalities and powers. Um. We sometimes speak to somebody's body. So last week somebody came up for prayer and Ruth and I were on the prayer team on Sunday night and they came and asked for prayer. Um, So I didn't pray, I didn't feel to pray, I didn't feel to intercede, to say to the Father, Father, could you heal so-and-so. I spoke directly to the part of the body that was the issue. And in Jesus' name, I commanded blessing. I commanded healing. I commanded wholeness. And so that's another way that we can do that. It's speaking directly to, to whatever the need is in the body. Um, now, weather. <laughs> so Jesus is in the boat and with the disciples and he's asleep and the storm comes up and uh, the disciples are freaking out, like, what, why isn't he awake? Isn't he intimidated by this whole thing? So they wake him up. And uh, what does Jesus say? He says this. um, He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. So you can speak to the weather. 
Um, I had an experience of uh, dealing with a mountain um, by speaking to the Lord. And this happened a number of years ago when there was a, a, a drought throughout the country. And um, Pastor Paul said to the staff, we're going to pray for rain. And so he led us in that. We prayed for rain and the rain came. And it came quickly. And it came and it came and it came. <laughs> and one day I was driving home in my car and I had this powerful anointing on my life. And I said, Lord, it's time the rain stopped. And the rain stopped. I kid you not. Before I got home, the rain stopped. <laughs> we can speak to obstacles. So the example of Jesus speaking to the fig tree. Um, this happened before my mother was a Christian, but this just speaks to how powerful our words are. Um, we had a tree in our uh, uh, garden that had been there for a, a few years and it hadn't flowered which as I understand it is typical of this particular plant. But anyway, my mother was getting really ticked off with it. And so she said to it, if you don't flower next year, I'm rooting you out. <laughs> it flowered the next year. <laughs> All that without the name of Jesus. Um, we can speak uh, to the environment. Um, so uh, there, are, there are times when an anointing comes on you and you just say stuff out there. You don't know what it is you're speaking to, but you just know that you are speaking, that, that the results of what you are saying is going to accomplish the moving of something in the spirit realm. Um, and so, um, uh, yeah, it's about get, getting some things accomplished. And then there are times when we speak to ourselves. I said that, you know, one of the things that can be an obstacle is mindsets. Um, I don't know about you, but I have to capture my mindsets. Because if I go where my soul wants to take me, I won't do what God wants me to do. Last Sunday night when Pastor Will asked me if I would speak, I've, I've got to be in Christchurch this week, so I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to join you here for prayer. Um, but um, I was, um, uh, in my head, my soul was saying, uh, how's that going to work? Because um, I'm supposed to be out there. And, but my spirit was saying, yes, you need to do that. So I'm telling my, I'm declaring what is in my spirit. And I said to him, uh, uh, um, yep, we'll make it happen. And, and, and doing that, I'm disempowering the how are we going to make that happen? <laughs> um, it's capturing your thinking, your stinking thinking. It's that I'm not partnering. I'm not partnering with I can't do it. Yeah. All right, so we've talked a little bit about um, what the mountain is. We've talked a little bit about uh, who it is we're speaking to or what it is we're speaking to. And now I just want to talk about what does it sound like. Well, it sounds like a rebuke. Be quiet, as Jesus said. Be still. It can sound like a declaration. When um, uh, our declarations can sometimes just be statements that the Holy Spirit gives us in a moment and we just know what to say. Um, sometimes it's, it's declaring of the word. Uh, it, it, 
it can be. Um, so, so to give you an example, when I was in Istanbul the first time and, and um, I was with a team of people and we went to the Blue Mosque and uh, I had um, holy boldness <laughs> and uh, we were in the mosque and before going to Turkey, I had said to the Lord, what is it that you want me to do when I'm there? And he said to declare who he is wherever I put my feet. So every night or every um, time we went to a significant place, I got the scriptures out and I just declared who God is in the nations. And so I did this in the, uh, in the Blue Mosque, uh, along with a friend who was rooming with me as we did our travels around, and she was a worshipper. And so she just, she sang and I declared. And it was the most powerful experience and God protected us because nobody came and bothered us or told us off or anything like that. But the and sense of the anointing of God, because things were happening in the spiritual realm as I was declaring. Um, it can sound like giving directions. So Jesus, when he's... Um, uh, Ministering to a man who's demon-possessed, he said to the demon, come out of him, and the demon threw the man to the ground, but, uh, and, um, but he wasn't injured, and he was set free. And before that, he had said to the demon, because the demon had been speaking, he said, be quiet, and then come out of him. So he was giving directions. He was speaking to the mountain of the, the demon and this man. It sounds like righteous indignation. Um, I love this when that, that when that righteous indignation wells up within you. I remember um, some friends who had, as a family, they had just been sick and had been going on for a few weeks. And one morning, the husband got up and he said, "Enough!" And um, he just spoke directly to their health and commanded it, and like that, their health turned around. Um, so it is, it's, a, it's also authoritative. There's no wimpy stuff about it. It's, it's de- declaration. It's powerful. And it has a sound of faith. That's yeah, yeah. a confident expectation. I'll give you another weather illustration. So um, it was during Revolution Tour, and um, I was praying, of course, as you do, and the weather forecast was really stunk. <laughs> and uh, this particular year, the Pastor Jordan was leading the team and they were going down onto the campus. And I had been praying about the weather and I just had God given me faith for it. So, um, so that was okay. I just knew that the weather was not going to be an issue despite the weather forecast. So I get down onto the campus and look up into the sky and there's this dirty big black cloud coming. <laughs> And, um, and Pastor Jordan says, ooh, I'm not sure that we should go ahead with this. And I just looked at the cloud and I said, that is not going to impact on me. Trust me, I've got a word from the Lord. And so it didn't rain. I don't know what happened to the cloud, but it didn't rain. Mm. Um. So in order for us to be able to speak to the mountain, what do we need? Well, we really need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know our authority. We need to know our position in the Lord. We need to know that he has given us authority. If you um, 
uh, taking notes, read Psalm 8, 5 to 8. We haven't got time to look at it today, but just to um, encourage you about our authority that God has given to us. We need to know the character of God. That's why this is our friend. Um, we need to be in the Word of God. Let the Word of God speak to us. Yes, we can get prophetic revelation independent of the Bible. Of course we can. So we listen to people speaking as we uh, are fellowshipping with people. God can just come and drop things into our spirit. But this is our friend. It's our weapon, and we need to be in it. Um, and we need to have hope. I think it's really important that we're, uh, not hope, sorry, faith. So, you know, it says in, in um, Hebrews 1, 11, 1, that faith is the confidence that what we hope for, or, or the, uh, for, for and the insurance about what we do not see. It's a knowing, a knowing, a knowing, a knowing. And it's what gives us that authority when we speak to the mountain. Sometimes, as I've said, sometimes it requires a bit of prayer before we're in that position where we can speak to the mountain. So I've given some illustrations of that, like with the revolution tour. I was in prayer first about the weather. God gave me something, and then following that, I was able to speak to it. There are times when, it, when you just have that power, that authority, and you can speak it out without having done the prayer. But when we're speaking in tongues, who knows what the Holy Spirit is praying through us, um, preparing us for those moments. And we need to use our words. So Jesus said, say. I was reminded this morning um, that the Lord had to, uh, told Moses um, in one instance to hit the rock so that a water would come out and it would water the people. But the next time he said, speak to. So there are times when it's not about pray, it's about say. So know and listen to the Holy Spirit for that. The final testimony I want to share, sorry, Pastor Will, I forgot to check the time, so my apologies. Um, this was a time when Pastor Paul was away on uh, sabbatical leave and for reasons that are um, not easy to explain, tithes and offerings went down whenever he went away. And we had bills to pay and we had salaries to pay and um, we did not have enough money in the bank. And I had led a prayer meeting down here in the morning and then I went home and I thought, right, I'm going out to the beach and I'm going to pray and I'm not leaving that place until God has answered my prayer. So um, I, I like table thumping prayers. <laughs> When the enemy is in my face, I like to... <clears throat> so I'm sitting in the car <clears throat> on the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm not leaving here, Lord, until you've given me an answer. <laughs> and he spoke into my spirit. Well, I didn't recognise it as him speaking to me. I was just so dumbfounded by what... I, the thought came to me, you're being mocked. And, um, and, and I'm going, come on, God, speak to me. And he said, I've just spoken to you. It was such a, a subtle, quiet voice. And I thought, oh, okay. So I said, if, 
because there was a wee bit of doubt in me. <laughs> so I said, if there's a mocking spirit having a go at me, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and command you to be gone. And immediately I knew there was breakthrough. And by the end of that day, we had the finance in the bank. Um, so, so I want to encourage you, and I'm going to pray for you now, that you would um, just experience the power and the anointing of God on your life in this area. So Father God, I want to thank you for the word that Jesus spoke to us when he said, say to the mountain. And Father God, this is a powerful weapon that we have in our arsenal. So I want to pray that we would go on a journey together, Lord, of experiencing your anointing and your power being released in our lives as we yield ourselves to you so that, Father, we can see victory after victory after victory in our lives individually, in our lives as, as the family of God, and equipped is Dunedin. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. 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 Bless you. you. How good was that? So good. Very good. Father, I'd ask that you'd continue to move in this time. Holy Spirit, help in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone had a bad day? Has anyone had a bad day? Yeah. <laughs> I was not, not, are you having a bad day? <laughs> Turn this thing up, would you? As maybe it's the croaky voice. I uh, apologize. Uh, Holy Spirit, I release right now interpretation of tongues. <laughs> and uh, who's ever, like, I've already asked this question. We've, we've all had a bad day. Some. Sometimes a day will stretch to a week. Sometimes a week would stretch to a month. Sometimes a month might stretch to a year. Years can go on and on and on. We, we know this because there's people in the Bible. I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to sound like Brian Houston, by the way. Um, there's people in the Bible that have had a bad day. We know the, the lady with the issue of blood for 12 years. Uh, we, we so so I assume we've all had a bad day. I wanna I wanna make your day though this morning. Is that all right? You're like Are you gonna make my day. I need some cash to make my day. Well, I'm not gonna give you cash. Uh, I'm gonna give you scripture. But uh, it, see, it says this in Psalm 34, and uh, let's let's put it all up there on the board, verses one through to eight. It says this, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come and let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joy of those who take refuge in him. Who's a food person here? Food person? I'm, I'm a food person. I like food. And whenever, 
you know, uh, sometimes though when commercials come up on TV, the product on the TV, I'm like, nah, I actually don't want to taste that. Who, 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 or, 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 oh, that looks good. <laughs> who's, who's, who's had the, oh, that looks good? Who's had the, oh, that looks nasty? It's a bit like vegetables. <laughs> vegetables don't really get a lot of advertisement, do they? But like, like the, the quadruple beef burger from Wendy's or something, I'm actually like, nah, that looks nasty. It feels like that looks like a heart attack waiting to happen. Nothing against Wendy's right now, but, but uh, then you see something else. It says, taste and see. I want to say this morning, God wants to say, taste and see that I am good. Uh, we hear the scripture all the time, taste and see that I am good. But here's the thing, let's put the scriptures back up again. He wants us to praise Him and taste and see that He's good. It's not just, all right, today is church. Woo. Oh, it's a little bit lower number. Oh, let's just sit to the side. Oh, that's all right. Oh, communion, cool. Oh, pastor acting, cool. Oh, how long is this guy going to check no watch on his arm? Um, uh, and, and we're like, well, hurry up. I want to get out of here. Maybe. I hope not. But, but I want to say this morning, taste and see that the Lord is good. I prayed. Verse 4, it says this. We're talking about prayer. And I, I, I really do pray this week that I'm asking you to bring a sacrifice of prayer. A sacrifice of prayer, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., people are going to be down here. You will be missed as a church. I know we've all got families, I know this, but Desiree and I are working it out. How are we going to be able to make this work uh, as a family? 7 a.m., 7 p.m., don't just be somewhere else. Say, say I'm got, don't, here's the thing, don't tell me you're going to be with me in spirit. I don't care. <laughs> just, just sharing my flesh right now. God looks at the heart. Men look at the outside. I want to see you here, uh, shoulder to shoulder. Nehemiah didn't care. He said, oh, you can't build the wall if you're with me in spirit somewhere else. I want you here next to me and next to me and next to me. I'm just plugging this. I'm, 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 I understand the with us in spirit. But there's something happens when we choose to make a sacrifice of praise and of prayer when we come together and say, you know what, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to meet together and we're going to just going to pray. It's one week of the year. All the other times I'm saying, hey, yeah, go pray when you want to pray. But as a church, uh, I'm saying pray um, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. If you can make it, we'd love you to be here. I'm really believing God's going to just open up some windows of heaven. God's going to rest. But it says this, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Hallelujah. Yeah, so Amen. Because yeah. uh, everyone's had a bad day. What's the song? Someone's singing it in their head already. I've had a bad day. This is why I've got a sore voice this morning. I'd sing it normally for you, but uh, I can't. So. Um, but, but it says this, I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He answered me. He answered me. I pray this morning that you would know that God has an answer for you. God has something for you. It says this, He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. Everyone show me your radiance of joy right now. 
Are you joyful? Are you joyful? Yeah, I'm joyful. I got no sleep last night. I have a two-year-old child with, with a cold who woke up every hour. <laughs> so you know what I mean? <laughs> Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear me. I love what Pastor Aileen was just talking about. But angels of the Lord are moving for you. The heavenlies move for you. We talked last week about when Daniel prayed in, in chapters 9, 10, 11. It talks about how... how, how uh, Gabriel came to him and then he said, Michael's been going and doing some work for us as well. That is awesome right there. I want to I say this morning, uh, I, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. When you pray, God is moving. God is answering prayer. And there's something this morning that I want to say. It's time to pray again. It's time to believe again this morning. It's not like, all right, cool. The, the, Pastor Will's had his coffee this morning. I've only had one coffee that's not higher than usual. I've had two cups of lemon and ginger tea. So that's for my voice. But there's, a, there's an overflow happening right now that we will not be going over time. Anyway, some of you didn't get that. Or some of you did and thought it was very inappropriate. In my desperation, the Lord listened and he saved me from all my fears. Here's the thing this morning. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from my fears. If you don't have freedom in an area, you have a fear in an area. If you don't have freedom in an area, you have a fear in an area. If you can't go and talk to that person, there's a fear there. What's the fear? I don't know. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's pain. Or maybe you need to read Psalm 34 and say, I prayed to the Lord and He answered me and He freed me from all fears. Because why should you walk around in life feeling hurt and disappointment? And I have unforgiveness. Maybe there's, maybe there's a fear that, that you, you, you don't want your, your child to sleep at night because something might happen. That's a, that's a fear and a fear. I've heard of, I've seen this before. People, parents not getting sleep because they're fearful the child's not going to wake up. There's a fear there. Well, what do we need to do? I prayed to the Lord and He answered me because He freed me from all fears. He freed me from all fears. If there's a fear in your life right now, I want to say pray to the Lord because He wants to answer you. And this very next few verses down in verse 8, it says what? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. But we say we, we, we have a fear that, that because of disappointment of past prayer. We feel like nothing's been answered. Nothing's happening we're not doing this. We're not doing that. Well, I want to say, can trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Pray to the Lord. And He answered me. He has freed me from all my fears. If you've got a fear this morning, God wants to free you from it. God wants to free you from it. I, I've got a fear that, that some of my family uh, are, are not going to get saved. 
Some of you might have the same fear, but I'm praying, Lord. Lord, this is what your word says. This is what Pastor Aileen said. This is the sword of the Spirit. I'm not just jamming it in the, in the sheath and walking around with it going, look at this. See that little hip swing right there? Like, whoosh, whoo. Some of you think I've had some serious medicine for my voice. I have had no medicine. But let's get this thing out and let's, 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 no, the word of God says that I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. I, I, I believe this morning God wants to stir your heart. This next week, God wants to stir your heart to believe again. I've got to keep going real quickly. But it's in John 14 verses 12 to 14, it says this. This is the words of Jesus. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. Because I am going to be with the Father, and you can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Even greater works. Even greater works. We can believe for even greater works. Like, what, what, what did Jesus leave out? What did, there's nothing that he left off. He raised the dead. He healed this. What do you want us to do? I was nothing. Here's the thing is, it's not about being better than Jesus. It's about serving and giving our whole life to bring glory to God. When, when someone has a headache and, and, and you pray for them, it's not about you going, all right, ticked off the headache list. I'm coming at you, Jesus. I'm going to be even greater. No, it's not about you being even greater. It's about being great in Jesus. See, I've, I've figured out one thing recently. I've figured a lot of things recently, but uh, I figured out that when I pray, I'm not praying for myself. I'm not praying about myself. I'm praying for the glory of God to be given. Because this is what Jesus says. We will do even greater works. But it says, yes, um, so that I can bring glory to the Father. Glory to the Father. I was saying to, saying to some, some of our staff the other day, where are the testimonies? Where are the testimonies? Where's the language of faith? Where's the language of faith that is coming out of the church right now? Where's the glory being given to the Father? Because here's the thing, that uh, we've known this, we, we figured it out, Pastor Desiree and I, we figured this out as soon as we came to, to Dunedin, that the devil wants to attack your voice. The devil wants to say, no, your testimony isn't that great. No, no, he wants to shut you down. But I say, let's stir it up. I'm praying for, this is one of the things I'm praying for over this next week, is that the testimony of the glory of God is going to be fired up in us. There's something to believe for. There's something to go, go thank you, Jesus. Because why? I don't want to just not, I don't want to just look at the burger. I want to taste it. And I want to see it. And I want to say, It's good. Maybe I need to go to the, the, the sweet people, that lemon meringue pie. 
You want to taste, you want to taste it, you want to see it, and you want to know it's good. It's the same with the glory of God and believing in your prayer. He wants you to taste and see that the glory of God is good. That we're here to, to pull down principalities and powers and strongholds. Yes, let's believe that as a church. Let's not just go and go, all right, let's go, let's just do church. Let's let's just turn up. And now if you're in that space, that's okay. You're growing in God, but I want to put something in your spirit this morning that says, you know what, there's something to believe for. There's something to believe for. Real quick, we're going to keep going. Uh, I won't do that. In John chapter 11. There's the story of Jesus uh, raising Lazarus from the dead. I mean, that's awesome right there. There's Mary and, and Ma- uh, Martha and his, his bro- their brother. And, and, and his, oh, let's just quite, I'll try and give you the background real quick. Is, is that um, Jesus was, a, was, a, was not with them. And uh, they sent a message to Jesus saying, quick, he's going to die, come. But Jesus says, no. He's, I'll, I'll come later on, and then, and then, then he, then Lazarus dies, and the word gets sent to Jesus, and Jesus just says, "No, no, don't worry about it. We said that he's just going to bring glory to God." And uh, so he says to his disciples, he says this uh, in John chapter eleven, verse seven. If you go to your Bible in John chapter eleven, verse seven, it says this. I think this is awesome. Uh, of verse nine, Jesus replied, "There are twelve hours of the of daylight every every day. During the day, people can walk safely and they can see uh, because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is a danger of stumbling because they have no light." Then he said, "Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up." The disciple says, "This Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better." They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. Um, where's it gone? No, it's before that. It's before this. Sorry. This is important. I want to get this to you. Uh, verse 4, it says this, But when Jesus heard uh, about uh, it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so the Son of God will will receive glory from him. So although Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, they stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to the disciples, let's go back to Judea. This is the point where I missed it just before. Sorry, it was verse 8, not 9. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Are you going there again? As I said before, where you don't have freedom, you have fear. The disciples didn't have freedom. They're like, teacher, why would you go back to Judea? They just tried to stone you. You just had a negative report. You, you, just, you just got out of that one by the skin of your teeth. You just got past that one. How many times in life do we feel like we've only just made it through? How many times in life do we think, oh, no, I'm not going to go back and revisit that place because the last experience was bad? But Jesus says, no, we've got to go back. 
We've got to go back and we've got to do something. See, I believe this morning there's going to be something that you have to say, you know what, I may have had a bad report, but I'm going to push it to the side and I'm going to go take back that very territory that God has called me to be in. Why? Because I want to bring glory to God. Amen. It keeps on going. I won't get all of these out for the for time, but but I want to just share quickly a few thoughts. The story of Lazarus from uh, John chapter eleven, and so Jesus comes and and he meets them, and it says this: When Jesus, verse thirty three, saw her weeping and saw other people um, wailing with her and deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Uh, Where have you put him, he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing near said, see how much he loved him. But some said this man uh, healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone away, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You Always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all those, all these people standing here. Testimony right there, so that there will be, they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, "Lazarus, come out!" And the dead man came out, his hands and his feet bound in grave clothes, uh, his face wrapped in, in a headcloth. Jesus told them, "Unwrap him and let him go." Real quick, I want to give you uh, four or five things. <laughs> Welcome to the 11 a.m. service. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Verse 14 says this. Where are we going? Ah, let's not do that one. Verse 38 says this. Roll the stone aside. When you're praying... Say what you want to see. Say what you want to see. When you're praying, roll the stone aside. I believe it's time that we can, we can just start speaking like, as Pastor Aileen said, to these mountains. Start declaring it with your voice. Roll the stone aside. What, what could happen when we start declaring and, and believing and, and, and trusting God in a certain situation uh, we could roll the stone aside. Start declaring. Start say what you're believing for. What can you be? What, what's been covered over that you need to roll the stone aside from? What's been buried that you need to roll the stone aside from? What do you think is impossible that you need to say roll the stone aside from? There's many things. What about in your business coming up? I was speaking with someone this week, and and they were just saying, "Look at this." They're a business person. They, they, they're awesome. But it's like, this looks impossible. Well, do you reckon raising Lazarus from the dead was impossible? But Jesus says, roll the stone aside. Come on, I want you to speak to the mountains this week. I want you to believe this week for, for favor. I want you to believe for blessing. I want you to believe for breakthrough, not just go, oh, well, it's ah, too late. 
Stone's been rolled over. Lazarus is dead. There's people here this morning, I want to say Lazarus isn't dead. Your, your situation isn't dead. Say what you're believing for. Verse 40, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? Believe that the Holy Spirit is going to bring glory to God. As I said earlier, don't take it for yourself. It's never, ever about you. But what you're praying for and what you're believing for, if your motive is about bringing glory to God, then, then I know that God is going to bless you. God is going to bring an answer into your heart and into your spirit. The motive is always to bring glory to God. Jesus says, didn't I tell you? There's something in Jesus' spirit that says, you know what? I know that I want to bring glory to God. Didn't I tell you? So real quickly, believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move. Amen? When we pray, believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move. And DNA is starting at 10.30, by the way. Real quick, we're finishing. Music team, jump up. Actually, stay there. Jump up. Stay there. No. Verse 43. This is, this is what I think where, where God wants to land some of us to, this morning. Verse 43, it says this. I love it. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. Now, here's the thing. Who likes shouting at the kids? No. Sometimes you have, though. Sometimes I have. But we like, I like shouting at my kids. I do. Especially if they're running towards a fire. Stop! I'll shout at my kids then. Why? Because I know they're going to be in harm's way. I will shout if, if I see something dangerous. I mean, I'm, I'm, we, I shared this once. We, we went to Tunnel Beach with Pastor Mark and Monica, their four kids, and Desiree and myself and our three kids. If you've never been there, don't take kids there. Don't, just don't take kids there. There's like this peninsula cliff place thing, and, and they will die. The kids will die. And they were getting close to the edge. I'm like, stop. Just get back. Come over here. Hold Dad's hand. Just hold Dad's hand. Hold it. I'm walking around with nine kids. Actually, seven. Four and three don't make nine. There's a couple of Mark and Monica as well. No, we're all... <laughs> But like there's this cliff face. We're like, no, stop. See, there's something passionate. Passion will rise up in you if there's something that you're believing for. Like I'm believing for my kids not to die. So I will yell at them, okay, away from the edge. If you're a fanatical sports fan, if you're like an All Black or, or, or one of the amazing Lions fans, we'll pray for you at the end of the service. It's all good. It's just a game. But we won. Sorry if you were recording that and wanted to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the America's Cup, bro. But there's, there's something that stirs up in you. And, 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 and like some, I've lived in London in the English Premier League. There's some unbelievably passionate football fans. Unbelievably. But when it comes to prayer... Or was there a passion inside you that believes for something to happen? Because Jesus just doesn't say, all right, Lazarus. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus. No, it says in the Bible that it says, Lazarus, come out. 
I believe this week, I believe as we get something in our spirit about prayer, there's absolutely right about being like Pastor Aileen and hammering the steering wheel. I was wondering whether you were like hitting the horn at the same time. I was like, anyway. But is there, is there, is there a Lazarus? Come out. Is there a passion or to believe for breakthrough? It's a crazy situation because Jesus is human. And Lazarus was like his best friend. And he passed away and he died, but he knew something in his spirit. I want to say as you pray this week, as you go on and continue to pray and you continue to pray, pray with a shout in your spirit. Pray with something in your heart that says, you know what? Lazarus, come out. This person gets saved. Family gets saved. My backslidden children, I declare them back into the kingdom. My, my parents, whatever it is, there's a, is there a shout in your spirit that says, come out of the grave, rise again. Yeah. It goes on. See, See, verse 44, I'm going to finish with this one. It says this. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a, in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Unwrap him and let him go. Here's the thing is sometimes you get answers to prayer, but you need to unwrap them fully. How many people have, have experienced before uh, healing, but then it's gone backwards? Lots of people I know. This is the thing about getting an answer to prayer, but unwrapping it fully. It's like taking off the stinky clothes, taking off that stinky experience, taking like, oh man, that was so much hard work. So just take it off. Just unwrap everything and then declare the glory of God in every single situation. And what can you believe for in, in this? I mean, I don't have time, but what can you see? Can we believe? Is there a shout in you to go, oh, we want to see salvation in Jesus' name, in your family, in your workplace, and in, in your world. You want to see personal breakthrough. You want to get over, over the anxiety, over the depression, over the hurt, over the pain, over the unforgiveness. What can you call them? Can you, can you, is, there a, is there a shout? Is there something to declare? I can see a cloud on the horizon. I can see something happening in my situation. I, I'm going to pray and there's a stirring in my spirit to say, I'm going to believe for something, for, for the glory of God. Is, is there something that says, you know what? I'm going to prophesy and speak to these dry bones. And I'm going to see them start rattling along the floor in Ezekiel 37. I'm going to see them start coming together. I'm going to see a promise of God starting to happen. Hey, is, is, there, is there something in your heart that says, I can believe that the dead can walk again. The, the lame will walk. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. The glory of God will be given and, and, and God will get glorified. Here's the, here's the thing, church, and I, 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 don't, I don't, I want to leave you with this. I believe that glorifying God is going to be one of the keys. Yeah. 
to reaching this city. Being generous in our world, but being generous with our testimony of who Jesus Christ is as our Lord and Savior, as our breakthrough. So what are you praying for this week? Is there a shout in your spirit to go, I believe that there's a cloud on the horizon. I believe that bones can rattle together. I believe that I can call out Lazarus. I pray that there's things that you're praying for individually. But I pray that there's things that you're believing for as a group. And there's things that we're believing for as a church. I'm really believing that we're going to see our kids' church added to. I'm really believing that we're going to see families added into the life of the church. I'm really believing that even in this space right now, this time where it's in between semesters and students aren't here and it's middle of winter, I'm believing that we're going to experience supernatural growth in the life of the church. Not to just go sit back, relax, oh, maybe we should do one service. Yeah, in the, in the natural, sure, I'd love to do one service. But it's not what we're fighting for. It's not what we're believing for. It's not what we're praying for. Is there something you can believe for? So we're, over, we're finished. We're over time. But Father, I pray right now there would be a, a, just a deep sense of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Because we want to bring glory to you, Jesus. Why don't we jump to our feet just 30 seconds, one minute more. Maybe your prayer this morning is, Lord, I want to see, I want to taste that you are good. Maybe your prayer is as a mindset of changing your eyes when it comes to situations that you think are dead and buried and gone. It's all over. It's, it's finished. It's done. Nothing happened. I like what Jesus' attitude was. Is, no, no. It's like we've done it like this to bring glory to God. Because even greater things God's called you to do. Even greater. There's a fight in every single one of you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Father, I pray your blessing over us, Lord, as we join together in prayer for this great city, for our for our lives, and for our families, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.